Hey there, everyone. Somehow, we've reached the end of 2021. And that means it's time to look back on some of our favorite moments from the Marvelous Manups this year. Without further ado, we give you the highlights. Monica Rambo. Yeah, we were quite worried about her after we saw her at the end of episode 7 when Fietro slash Mr. Boner found her. Yeah, we didn't need to be worried. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't really. (laughs) Turns out she was just stuck on the world's worst date. (laughs) Believe me. If I went out on a date with a guy like that, I would, with sheer willpower, just build up some superpower and disappear from that. <laughs> and that's saying a lot, because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no lady boner for me. <laughs> you know, this, this episode has taught me something. I always thought that I was better than dick jokes. <laughs> Apparently I'm not. That's my influence. I have corrupted you. (laughs) I don't want that to be true because I want to continue hating him fully. Yeah, see, that's my problem. (laughs) I wouldn't mind hating him, but I want to hate him for good reason. (laughs) When Walker refers to Sam as Cap's wingman, he's like, nope. That last line, nope, I'm out. And Sam goes to join Bucky. Yeah, that's the line where the terms and conditions show up and you say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not signing that paper. (laughs) And, you know, I was actually a little mad at myself. It wasn't just the Easter eggs, I think, that were making us think there had to be another big bad villain behind this. I think there was some ingrained misogyny in it too. Thinking that it can't just be a little old witch. Got to be a a bigger male entity behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Conditioning, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, it was different. It was different with Thor Ragnarok because in that case, like we knew ahead of time that it was Hela was the villain. There was no question. But even in that movie, it turns out that Surtur comes along and kind of takes over in the end, you know? Yeah, she gets defeated. But then, I mean, she's the villain. She's supposed to get defeated, right. whether it's through uh, Thor or anyone else for that right. matter. Right, but she kind of gets upstaged, is what I'm saying, in the end. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't happen here. And that's why I'm so glad, despite what I thought I wanted, I'm so glad nobody showed up for some big cameo. Yeah, exactly. And that would have taken away, even if it was Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. that would have taken away from Wanda's story. Now we head over to Hayward's office where he tells Monica, sorry, honey, you're grounded. Right. Terrestrial missions only. Yes. Now he claims that these protocols were put in place for the disappeared by Maria Rambo herself. Or were they? What would make you think that they weren't? I don't trust him. That's it? Show me these protocols, sir. Show me. <laughs> and that there's not some ulterior motive that you want to keep her out of the sky. God, I, 
I sound like I'm part of QAnon and I hate it. <laughs> I think you're spiraling. You're spiraling, my dear. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> when is your next therapist appointment? Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Can you do an emergency appointment right now? <laughs> Everything's over FaceTube. Every FaceTube. Everything's over <laughs> FaceTime. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you need to do that. You need to have your therapist <laughs> alongside this recording. FYI, everyone, that is the new social media site for the afterlife face tube. <laughs> <laughs> and he does something here that's just great. He gets up on this desk. And I felt like Jonathan Major's performance here was very Joker-esque specifically Heath Ledger's Joker. So one of the things that is most unsettling about Heath Ledger's incredible performance in The Dark Knight is that you truly do not know what he is going to do from one moment to the next. I remember the first time seeing that in theaters, being on the edge of my seat and legitimately scared because I had no idea what that psycho was going to do. And it even comes through on subsequent viewings. And that's how I felt here. Majors isn't scary in the same way that Heath Ledger's that Heath Ledger was, but he brings an unpredictability to things of where is this guy going to go with this? What is he going to do? He's like he's moving and he's fidgety and he's just making me uncomfortable. And as far as all his trauma goes, I'd personally be in a padded cell, just drooling, if I were Bucky. The human brain is only so flexible. He's been fucked with so much, and he's got so many immediate problems to contend with just in daily life that I don't know how reasonable it is to say, like, okay, buddy, time to get with the modern program and play cultural catch-up. True. You know what he needs? What? A lazy boy. <laughs> lazy boy? <laughs> Why? Just sit there. Put on the TV, make a list like like Steve did, and just binge watch everything. So he needs to become Joey and Chandler is what you're saying? Essentially, yes. For a while. It, he needs that break to decompress. And that way he will understand one term, which is neckbeard. He is not a neckbeard. Well, if he does that, he will become one. <laughs> So if you're a first-time listener, you might say, why are these two women so excited that a woman has been turned from a hero into a villain? Here's why. This is an extremely empowering moment for Sharon. Last we saw her before she showed up in Madripoor, she was a woman who had conformed to certain expectations. She was Peggy Carter's niece. She had joined S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, towed that line. She sacrificed herself entirely for three men and was forced to go on the run, was betrayed by the people who were supposed to have her back, who didn't help her in the end. And this is so often the case for women in the real world. We're expected within patriarchal societies, which is most of them, we're expected to conform 
to certain family expectations or cultural expectations, not only of subservience, but the idea that we are supposed to put others before ourselves, that if we do anything for ourselves, take care of ourselves first, that it's being selfish in some way, which is a big old load of bullshit. So for me, this was a woman looking out for herself as she should, because guess what? Nobody else did and nobody else is going to. And as for the people who were saying, oh, how could she do this to the Carter name? What would Peggy think? How would Peggy? Peggy's dead. And even if she wasn't, who the fuck cares? I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. And Peggy was a strong woman. She wouldn't, she would have done whatever it took in order to survive. Yeah. Women don't have to do something just because their families want them to, or just because society tells them to. There are a few possibilities as to what actually caused Sparky's demise. But I have to point this out. All right, let me, let me make sure my hat's fastened on here properly. All right. So there was a sitcom that was on in the 90s that some of you may remember. It was called Spin City. It was a great show, but then like so many things in this world was ruined by Charlie Sheen. Anyway, <laughs> there was a character on that show named Carter Haywood, played by Michael Boatman. And he had a dog named Rax. It was a little pug. And there was a running joke on the show that because Rax was old and sick, that at various times he kept trying to kill himself. <laughs> okay? And one of the ways he did that was by licking an electrical socket. Now, I have to point out, the star of Spin City was none other than Michael J. Fox, who played Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties, on which this episode is based. Your Honor, I rest my case. I think I may have thought of another wrinkle. Is that a pug joke? What was the name of the character again? Which character? The character whose dog was old and sick. Oh my God. His last name was Haywood. There we go. Which sounds a lot like Hayward, doesn't it? Yep. I think I need to make you your own cap too. Because <laughs> you weren't supposed to encourage that. <laughs> You were supposed to be the voice of reason to tell me I was reaching, not egg me on further and make me dive deeper into this delusion. I think that point has passed. <laughs> I count on you for these things. Yeah, for this show, unfortunately, I've lost it. Oh, God, wait, his name was Carter Haywood. Carter. Thank you, Carter. Kill me. <laughs> Please. Please kill me. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> what I did have a problem with was Nebula. Yeah. Why did she need to be a sexy blonde siren? So this is the thing. I was very conflicted about her. On one hand, yes, you know, it took us a second to recognize her. And frankly, I recognized her only after seeing the eye and T'Challa called her Nebula. Right. My biggest conflict with Nebula was we know Nebula from the MCU and we know she's, she's damaged. She's been through so much shit, you know. She has a lot of trauma 
and she's a very hard person, if you know what I mean. Good word. Yep. Almost spiky in a way. So, and we have had zero hints of her being on the more feminine side. Whereas in this episode, she is this blonde bombshell and very, very feminine. And I understand that she hasn't gone through everything that our Nebula did in the MCU. And this is kind of giving us a message that women who are feminine and, you know, glamorous and beautiful don't have trauma. Whereas women who are more like the MCU Nebula, more hardened and not quite interested in glamorizing themselves are like that because of their trauma. So beautiful women equals shallow. Later in this movie, Hiddleston will have more sexual tension with the book he is reading in the dungeon than these two have with each other. And Lady Sif has more sexual tension with Jane in that one look. <laughs> I'd have to agree, yes. That's a movie I would watch. <laughs> That's a movie you would direct. And write. You might force me to write it, but then you'd direct it. I'll give you the plot points. You can polish it up. Good. <laughs> That's how we work, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I say shit, she makes that shit stink less. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate hey, the... Uh, hey, I'm God. the one who's saying the shit. I'm insulting myself. I'm giving you a compliment. <laughs> Wrapped in shit. Thanks. And beyond that, this episode doesn't even have time. And this is no criticism of the writing in any way. There's just not enough time. I think if we were to get more to the story, it might come into play. But Peggy is now in a situation where she will be looked down upon by other women for looking masculine. That's true. Yes. And, you know, that hit me too, because as a kid, I was constantly being told to act like a lady sit like a lady, do this like a lady. I'm going to send you to finishing school to make you a lady. And the important thing to note there is that it wasn't men saying that to me. It was my mother and it was my grandmother. Women are often just as guilty of oppressing other women. Yeah, I have the same experience too of not being ladylike. One of the things that I that was drilled into me very early on was that girls should be seen not heard and I took that to heart I am generally a very quiet person and as I grew up I started being told that I am very intimidating because again I'm not the kind of person to smile and be happy and jolly and you know be a dancing monkey basically for people yeah I got the same thing yeah and that I wasn't approachable and Maybe it's just the way I look and it's a combination of my voice. I don't know. But that's the case. Yeah. And it just lead, it, it leads young girls to have a sense of wrongness about themselves and, and a sense of inadequacy. And that's the kind of shit that leads not only to self-esteem issues, but really toxic people-pleasing behaviors. 
Well, what we come to see is it doesn't matter what he's driving. It doesn't matter what he does that night. It will always end in Christine's death. Yeah, but at least he'd save the car. I'm sorry. What were we talking about before about being more human? <laughs> what was that? I am human. I have my flaws. Uh-huh. <laughs> But on the flip side, he does have a point here, like the best villains do. And we talked about this with Vulture in Homecoming, too. He isn't wrong about people today not listening to smart people. He may be batshit crazy, but he's not wrong about that. Yeah. In fact, actually, I'm, I'm reading the book, The Power of Quiet. It's basically a book about introverts mm-hmm. and how... The world is such an extroverted world and the world demands us to be extroverted as well. And if we need to be anyone in this world in order to be recognized for our talents or intelligence or whatever we do, we have to be extroverted. We can't be the quiet scientist or writer in a corner somewhere doing their work and expect people to recognize it and and to be out there unless we're also savvy in marketing ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's a shame because those who are not good at it we people as a whole end up missing out on what could be some amazing ideas and technologies and concepts and science and you name it just because those people don't have it in them to be charismatic and good speakers yeah and that's a great book i highly recommend it Mm -hmm. Yeah. And may I just say that they managed to give the ancient one a lot more color in this episode, her complexion. Yeah. Tilda Swinton doesn't have a lot of melanin. Yeah. So here she almost looks like a normal human being. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I think she's fantastic, but. Oh, she is. She's a bit too translucent. To be normal human. You leave my people alone. <laughs> you don't understand our plight. You have some color, at least. She's she's a different level. I only have that color because I have an autoimmune disease that gives me a rash on my face. So it gives you some color. <laughs> and plus the hair, you know, that helps. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that little stroll down memory lane. And thank you listeners for all your support and encouragement over this last year. We've got big things in store for 2022, so stick around. See you next year.